0: I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this.
1: Now, back to late night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Ah, yes, it's finally that time of the evening. Strolling into Studio B here at the Voice of St. Louis is Hollywood zone, Sean Michael Lyle, a man trained. In the broadcast arts in Hollywood, California. A man who has rubbed shoulders with Cindy Williams. Olivia Newton-John enjoying iced tea on the patio as he strolled down the beach. A man who has shared a cigar with Arnold Schwarzenegger while he was governor of the state of California. A man known throughout the hills and environments of Hollywood, California. And a man who I have just learned. Once transported in his very automobile, mm-hmm. the members.
0: Oh, ZZ Top. Yes. Yeah. One of whom's name is Frank Beard. Beard. That's they, three. they were three beards. Two two guys had beards, and the other was named Beard. They still alive? Oh, uh, two of them are. Yeah, they're uh, still alive. Dus- so what is, is this? Rhodes, what is guys. this
1: story that uh, I've been oh. told from afar that you uh, had this iconic? Run
2: in well. With ZZ Top. Re-
0: remember when this uh, this my appearing, uh, uh, you know, being so honored as to be on the show began. It was with uh, talking because I told you outside about you were talking about Yakov Smirnoff. Yes, and Yakov Smirnoff. Um, so that was in Pullman, Washington, in Moscow, Idaho. Right,
1: Moscow. How ironic to meet Moscow, Yakov Smirnov. in Moscow, Idaho. Whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Well. Well. Yeah. Because in he, he was doing a a Moscow to Moscow. Sh- uh, I think it was HBO special, and I helped him wow. with that. Of course, so, you did. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you you can even look the trailer up somewhere, yeah. and at the beginning, my wife and I are in the. Uh, oh, this Sean Michael. There's this line. There's this line of people waiting outside the theater at, to there, begin this thing, and, and, and we're among are. them. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, what year would this have been? Oh boy, I don't know. Nineteen ninety, maybe. Nineteen ninety. Yeah, a long time ago. All right. But anyway, uh, around that same time, and at the same station, we would uh, present these various shows in in concert. And so, yeah, I got to meet a lot of, uh, well, whoever came through. Uh, of course. And there were, there were pretty good pretty good shows because when you have a two-university area, you get a lot of great shows. Sure. Unlike some large cities in the Midwest that <clears> don't get <throat> as many. Right. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. But yeah. anyway, so, so ZZ Top. Came through and they did their show, and then afterwards, I uh, you know took some of our ticket winners backstage to meet the guys. He's
1: taking the ticket winners backstage. Well, I
0: did that all the time. That's to that happens top. Yeah, that happens all the time with uh, with uh, ticket winners. Yeah, you get the backstage pass. Nice. So you go backstage and you meet them and you take pictures and everything with uh, with them. And it was kind of funny because um, Frank Beard was wearing these really cool cowboy boots. Of they course, were red, white, and blue with these big eagles on them. And there's, oh I, I man, those. Those are awesome boots, yeah. and he said he picked them up at a uh, at a used uh, consignment store. Wow! He said they were they were awesome. Huh. So they were uh, like you know, uh, took the pictures and everything, and just kind of hanging out with nice the guys. guys. Yeah, real nice guys. Yeah. Well, they've been doing it. it been, even then, they had been doing it so long. Yeah. And they were uh, saying, "Is there any place to get any good food around here?" And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" And I said, "Well, you know, I mean, a good taco joint or something." And I said, "Well, as a matter of fact." And I don't remember what it, the name is because it doesn't matter. It's, it's in Pullman, Washington. The no, taco. it's not. It's no. It's across it's, the border in Idaho. I said, uh, there's in Idaho." There is this place across the border in Idaho, in uh, in Moscow, Idaho, uh-huh. that is a taco stand there. Yeah. And they said, let's "Tacos go. in Idaho." And I yeah. said, "Yeah." yeah. yeah. And they go, "Okay, let's let's give it a try." So we, no, we didn't take the hot mobile, the station vehicle. We took a, a different vehicle, mm. and we went over there.
1: Was it your car? Uh, no. Oh.
0: No, it was their guys. No, oh, okay, yeah, and I kind of directed. So, and the, we go over there, and there's this taco stand, and you know, it's about mid a little. It's after midnight, maybe about one a.m. or something like that. Ooh. And there were people hanging out at this taco stand, yeah, yeah. And some of them had been to the concert
1: there in and, Moscow, Ottawa,
0: yeah, Idaho. Yeah, uh, in a well, the the concert was in Pullman, Washington, at Washington it's all State very University. Confusing. Okay, eight miles away is the University of in, Idaho. Yes, they're almost right next to each Boom. other. And so we go, and I'll I can tell you a story about that. Oh okay. good. But but we so we go over there, and there they are at the this taco stand, and everyone's pretty cool about it. Goes hey guys, great show, and huh. they go up there and they have these tacos. These are guys from Texas. Yeah yeah. Right. These Houston, are guys Texas. from you know they love tacos. That well going down to that Texas town, home out in La Grange, right? <laughs> and so they're eating these tacos, and there's like whoa whoa these are awesome amazing. The tacos. people who ran the taco stand, they. Could barely speak English. They're from Mexico. Oh, they're from you know, Mexico. Yeah, there, which, made
1: their way, matriculated to Idaho. Yeah,
0: and, and learned how to make tacos because uh-huh. in Mexico they don't really have tacos in Mexico. so
1: You don't say. Yeah. They don't have tacos they, in Mexico. They, they don't
0: really do that, no. That's oh. kind of, they, they like that in the United States. So, the yeah, they, they had this taco stand and they said this is as good as anything back home in Texas. So, wow. there they were in Moscow, Idaho. Eating the tacos. Wow. Eating great tacos. That's incredible. Yeah.
1: Absolutely incredible. And yeah. So there's more to the story.
0: Was there more to the story? I was going to tell you something else, but oh. I forgot what it was.
3: Well, <laughs> oh, you were going to talk about the fact that there were two universities right oh, yeah. across okay. from each other. So, area. So, okay,
0: yeah. So here's the story.
3: And Let they, me know if you guys need anything. Yeah, know, right. like, thanks, Mike. No, problem. this
0: is short enough. They, they don't. I don't think they do this anymore. But uh, it used to be uh, the USC Trojan football team when they would come up to play Washington State University. They had kind of this freshman uh, uh, freshman initiation, shall we call it? Uh-huh. So you y- you land uh at the airport in spokane or whatever uh, wherever they land they get on the bus and then they go driving through who knows what these rolling hills and everything and then at late at night they they pull into this hotel this uh, this hotel and they go into the hotel and they go to bed it's the university inn oh and so right there yeah, the University Inn, and then they spend the night, and then they get up the next and morning go to, the to go to the football game. Mm-hmm. Well, it just so happens that the University Inn is eight miles away from Washington, from the football stadium, yeah. Washington State Football Stadium. And what they would do is they would get up, and they would step outside, go out to the bus, look across the street at this big uh, silo in this little, this little dome stadium yeah. that says University of Idaho. And they'd go, oh, no! We're in the wrong state. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> and they would all panic that they were in the wrong place. How are we going to get to the football game? We're in the wrong freaking wow. state. The horror of and the whole the, thing. And the freshman would be, oh, no, what are we going to? Uh-huh. And they would just panic like heck, and they would run around, and they'd start you know making phone calls, or and then they would hop on the bus and go, oh, we got to go, we got to go, we got to. And they'd get on the bus, and they would drive, and they would go speeding along, and then they would make a right turn and then a left turn, and there they would be at Washington state's football stadium ah, miles it. away
1: that is a beautiful part of the country by the way
0: the palouse the, what it's called the palouse yeah. what's that mean uh i don't know it's probably french and it probably is something you couldn't say well the radio, and they, but,
1: you know they're all liberal up there so they're trying to defund the
0: palouse. oh they're farmers <laughs> they're farmers it is the largest uh naturally irrigated Wheatland in in North America, unbelievable. Yeah, the
1: natural uh, irrigation in Washington State.
0: Well, because you got the ocean. Well, well, no, because it because you can't. It's not flat, so you can't you Uh, can't do any other irrigation but rain. Ever since
3: wow, ever since we started this show and this late night with Hancock and Kelly where we don't do politics, yeah. I have more people come up and ask me about Shawn Michael Lyle. Yeah. Is they he do. really like that? Is yeah. he blah, blah, blah? And So here's my question to you. For uh-huh. those of your fans out there, and there are who a would like level. to meet you, will you be at Kegs and Eggs on Thursday? No. You're not? No. Oh so, well, no. I thought we'd sell some more tickets right there. I have, to, wor- I have right to work there. that day. He's working. You're working He's here at the, uh, the Voice of St. Louis. Yes. Cardinal baseball on.
0: Well, I know, but I still have to make news. If well, you, li- you
1: got to gather the news. Michael. If
0: you listen in the mornings to uh, Total Information AM, yeah. you'll often hear the reports that, that I recorded did from overnight the, the, the night before. Yeah, the night before. That's yeah.
3: true. Well, how about that? So yeah. uh, people can't meet you at Kegs and Eggs. No, no, hmm. no. Maybe a St. Louis City soccer game sometime. Uh, <laughs> next time your team comes through town, <laughs> you get free tickets.
0: Yeah. If next time I get free tickets, I'll be there. <laughs> One final thing about that, though. Oh, if you haven't been to the stadium, yeah, yeah, and you and you know, you've, I don't know what the prices are. Last I looked, they were like one hundred and eighty dollars for a ticket. No, if you haven't been to the stadium but want to go, yeah. St. Louis City two is already playing their schedule they started uh, uh last night yeah they and they typically play on a sunday like at 5 p.m yeah. it's 13 dollars to go to a game for minor league soccer and Saint it's louis number two city. yeah st louis city too they play the minor league teams of the major league soccer so it's a lot of the same clubs but you get it it's played at the stadium so, is that right so did city you go Park, no, I did not go no. this this past time, but I'll go. I'll definitely. Yeah, go. I'll definitely. I, go. Wonder I saw how they the had like thirty
3: five hundred people there. Uh, Is that uh, right on Sunday? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, and That's you get not to, bad.
0: you get to see the park. It's a beautiful park, and uh, and it's really good soccer. And considering it's major league soccer, quite frankly, minor league isn't that much worse.
3: Huh. Wow. Boy, you are you are really down on America. You're no, a taco li- thing's an American thing and they, you know, it's not a Mexican deal. The Mexicans don't like well, that. Well, soccer they, sucks. They,
0: uh, Michael Those Tacos are American by God, I tell you. They what. are and,
1: and but Shawn Michaels' point is that the MLS in, in the annals of soccer.
0: Oh, it's it's a brutal thing, and the yeah. the way the minor leaguers play it is just as good as as the as major league soccer. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful sport. Don't watch. you think
3: though that that if if the best athletes start playing soccer, that the best athletes in the world will no longer be in the Premier League? They'll be over here playing if the money's there.
0: Well, if the money's here, they will. No, see that's the re that's the thing about American soccer is that if you go to anywhere else in the world, the best athletes play soccer. Sure. But in the United States, soccer ranks like fourth.
3: Right. So, hmm.
0: so do you think Michael Jordan? If Michael Jordan had been born in England, he'd be a great soccer star. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't. He was born here, so he could have been a football star, a soccer star, a, ba- a baseball star. Well, he played. He with tried basketball. to play baseball. Yeah, he did play yeah, baseball, yeah. and 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 he wasn't that good at it. No, so, he was not. Yeah, Birmingham Barons. But uh, yeah, so so in this country, there's just too much financial competition. For uh, for athletes, yeah. folks, you don't
1: get
3: this kind of analysis no. uh, anywhere else. Yeah. And there's
0: probably a good reason for that. Are you going to miss
3: us? You're we'll, not going to see us for several months. Uh,
0: He'll be all right. Let me let me uh, let me find out.
3: Right. Oh, wow, <laughs> Sean Michael Lyle, you've done it again.
1: Thank you for your time. This time, till next time. So long. And when we come back, it's What's Trending. Braxton Payne is going to check in, as he does on so many of these Monday evenings. It's our last one in a while, folks. Enjoy it while it lasts. Michael Kelly and John Hancock will be back after this on KMLX.
3: Every Monday, when Hancock and Kelly appear on The Voice of St. Louis, we're joined at exactly this time by Braxton Payne. He's the king of Payne. We do a little thing with him called What's Trending. Top of the evening to you, Mr. Payne.
2: Good evening, gentlemen.
3: You going to the game on Sunday, Saturday?
2: Uh, we are. I am very excited, hopefully, to go uh, 6-0 and at City Park. Uh and 3-0 and at home. That would be quite nice. Quite a way to start the season.
1: Who we got? To, is it Minnesota we're playing this week?
2: We do have Minnesota this week. Uh, one thing I was reading today also said that, you know, we have 15 points already. Um, St. Louis City does. And that's about one-third of what we'll probably need to make the playoffs. Is that right? Um, yes. So we're already one-third of the way so- there, and we're not even – you know, one sixth or seventh through the season Yeah.
3: So this is a young league. A lot of us in St. Louis don't know much about the MLS. Is there like a, a Yankees of the, uh, of the MLS? Uh,
2: not particularly. I mean, there are going to be a couple teams like LAFC uh, that will traditionally be pretty good. You know, you'll have years that Columbus will be really good. Um, but with the salary cap and kind of how the players are designated, Uh, It's usually a pretty decently even league, and it kind of ranges from year to year. You'll have some of your breakout stars, designated players will make big impacts, but it does fluctuate um, pretty heavily from season to season.
3: So most of the European leagues are on a thing called international break, uh, and that allows these guys to go back and play for their uh, home countries uh, for the various cups they play uh, the MLS doesn't take that break, but do some of the players uh, wind up leaving to go play for the international teams and not being with their MLS?
2: Yeah, so you'll have that a lot of times in MLS. A lot of, We won't take the same breaks that the rest of the world takes. We will take some of them here and there, uh, depending on qualifying breaks and things like that. Um, sometimes we will do that, but oftentimes it is not the case. Um, for example, two of uh, St. Louis City's players are up playing with the U19 U.S. men's national team um, right now in some competitions. United States actually just won tonight against El Salvador, one nothing in Orlando. And you have several several MLS players on that on that roster. Oftentimes what they try to do, and that's why a lot of these games um, in the MLS are on Saturday nights, is because a lot of these uh, international games and call of windows will be played during the week. So they try to try to limit that as much as possible. Um yeah. you won't have any you won't have any MLS games this week yeah, uh, that will try to conflict with that.
3: And soccer's kind of unique like that. I mean, here in baseball there were a lot of these guys who didn't go play in the World Baseball Classic because they you know, they're they're playing with their teams, they don't want to get injured. Uh the national teams are prioritized over the teams that actually pay them, aren't they?
2: Yeah, and I mean I think so, it's a couple things. It's civic pride and it's also uh, you know, it, soccer is the biggest uh, sport in the world, and these, these players are, you know, besides the United States and even to a certain extent in the United States, they are the biggest stars. They are the football, the NFL football stars of their area, and if they were to not play, uh, the, the damage to their reputation, I think, would be so severe um, that clubs, you know, they, the clubs wouldn't pay them as much because a lot of times you pay for the name. Uh, you know a messy coming to maybe coming to America either this year or in the near future um you're paying for the name he 's not in his prime anymore, so going would argue he probably still is um, but you're paying for that name you know you're paying for merchandise, put to, you know fans in the seats and, and and these international teams um it's so important to continue to have that brand um, you know not only to make money in your own life but to help your country win.
1: So how do you explain this team of ours? Um, I don't think anybody expected that they would be in first place overall in the league after five games. Um, Not a lot of household names on this team. And um, yet they win after win after win. And the goalkeeping's great. You got uh, Klaus, whatever his name is, is doing great. Uh, But what is it about this team that has just been so dominant
2: yeah, I, I think MLS is, is a unique league and where the style of play really matters. Um our coach is from South Africa and oftentimes African teams are they, they push the they push the run of play. So essentially what that would mean is is instead of like hanging back and playing more of a defensive style, they like to move their players forward on the pitch and really pressure the defenders and their own third of the of the pitch. Um, I actually we I read something today that we are the uh, in the entire MLS we have the second most takeaways, so uh, that where we steal the ball and they're one third of the pitch, and we have the most in the league at half field in the in the center one third of the pitch. So that means essentially we are you know pressuring them where they have the ball and we're getting the takeaways. Um, and then we I think it's also the chemistry. I think these players have bought in to the coaching style and the mentality and the excitement as well. I mean, there's a lot of adrenaline, um, I think, that they're feeling at this time. But a lot of these players have, you know, circulated some European rosters. They've been on several, like Tim Parker's played for five different MLS teams. Um, they've never really quite found a home, no matter where the league or how old they are. Um, and so they kind of, they're all meshing together. It's kind of like a land of misfit toys, and they're just all kind of, uh, getting along and believe in the hype and believe in themselves. And I mean, Klaus has five goals in five games. That's really hard to do in soccer. Um, uh-huh. And so, you know, when he was playing overseas, I mean, he could barely score two goals in 18 games. So he's found his strike with this team, that's for sure.
1: Well, no question about that. And the other thing, a little stat that I picked up on the other day, uh, apparently our time of possession is quite low, and the other teams got the ball more than we do consistently, and I guess, unlike in football, in soccer, that's not that big of a deal.
2: No, it was one of the stats. I mean, I think you see, especially in baseball, the, the, what, what stats matter, change over time. I mean, you look at the money ball situation and, and how that changed the game. In the past five years, the possession stat uh, used to be one of the most coveted stats. If you had the most possession, you're most likely to be the best team in that league or win that game. Um, but what I mentioned earlier is is the style of play is different. They don't care about possession. They care about taking the ball away where they're closest to the goal, and that that is what they're prioritizing. I think in the four nothing win um, uh, against Salt Lake on Saturday, the end the end we had about 40, 38 or forty percent uh, possession to their sixty percent. While at halftime, they were leading possession seventy percent thirty percent. Salt Lake was, but we were still you know zero zero halftime. Obviously, we won four nothing. Um, but the priority there, I think, for many teams, and it's not just the MLS. Uh, it's become a priority in Europe and, and also international. is the time of possession doesn't matter that much. Uh, they also changed how they uh, qualify that. So it used to just be time of possession for each team, you know, up to 100%. Now there's a third stat in there that is time that is being spent where no team has clear possession. Um, so we're also even measuring that stat different than what we have in the past.
3: Hey, that game the other night was awesome. It was 4 nothing, but the art keeper kept us in that game.
2: Oh, yes. And, I mean, it, it, there's a reason he's one of our designated players. They knew, uh, the, our coach uh, from South Africa knew that, you know, he wanted to do that African type of style play, which would require them to probably be vulnerable for counterattacks and, and odd man situations for the other team. And having him in the back of the goal uh, allows them to play that type of style when you have a goalie that is, top tier in the league, I would argue that he's probably one of the best three to five goalkeepers in the entire league at this moment. Uh, We do have a couple ones that are international stars and one plays for the United States. Um, But I think he could be in the top five of goalies for an expansion team. That's pretty important.
3: Well, Braxton, as you know, Cardinal baseball comes back, which means Monday evenings will be taken up by Cardinal baseball here on KMOX. We're grateful for you always spending... This time with us, and folks who've been listening to us for the whole year that we've been doing this know that you're a new father. How is baby Gia? Uh,
2: Gia's doing great. Uh, it's about bedtime right now. She's uh, five weeks old uh, already, which is hard to fathom. We got our first uh, actual smile that didn't involve a you know going number two. Um, the other day, you know, she's actually re- re- reacting to us at this time. So when you, when you get fun. to be
1: when you get to be my age, you always smile when you go
2: number two. <laughs> exactly. I mean, everyone loves a little gas pain when you, you have the problems there. Um, so, but yeah, she's been great. She's been a really great baby. She got to go to a couple great restaurants this weekend in our neighborhood. We live in Benton Park and walked down the Sydney Street Cafe and Peacemakers over the weekend. Good and, lord,
3: you're taking this uh, child to four star restaurants <laughs> and she's not even drinking anything other than breast milk.
2: I, exactly. And that's why we're going to take her now. Um, and then we'll we'll stop it for a while because that'll, those will just be date nights. Um, so, because we're not paying for, you know, the nice, expensive food for a toddler. But, I mean, the the staff there loves her. We've been going okay. there for seven, eight years. And so they were excited to so see her. So, you're
3: a young man, your new father. Uh, let me ask you this: it's only five weeks. That's a long time, but it's also a short period of time. You've ever woken up and realized, oh my gosh, I'm a dad. Or, oh my gosh, where's the baby? I got to do something. Like, I uh,
2: forget. Oh yeah. you mean, you, you, first off the one thing I've noticed the most is you hear phantom cries because she sleeps in a room and in a crib and I'll wake up sometimes, you know, one or two in the morning and thinking she's crying. You look at the camera on your phone and nope, she's just sleeping. It's just, you heard it in your sleep. The other thing is that, I mean, I think, yes, you say five weeks, but it's like, you're just kind of, you know, you're a little bit in survival mode for five weeks, just trying to figure it out. You know, we didn't know we it's the first time having kids but then i freak out about when she's you know 12 and 13 at random spots Is what am i going to do when she wants to do this or you know how are how are we going to be able to do all maybe all the sports or dance or whatever extracurriculars and and i still have a life yeah i think about those types of things that you know are 10, 12 years down the, down the pipe.
3: And having a daughter has to be even harder for a guy. Cause you know what, you know what I mean? Like as <laughs> a, the, the baby grows up, it's you're like, Oh man, the, all those guys that were just like me are going to be out there bugging her.
2: True. But I mean, like you, I grew up with a lot of sisters in the household right. and a lot of, so I think it, it's a little different for somebody. Luckily I know, you know, brothers or anything like that. So I kind of know how, I guess from a different perspective, how uh, girls can be in the home, you know, and obviously the outside factors of, you know, men bugging her and all the other extra things that will happen as she gets older.
3: Buddy, it's fun to watch this happen through your eyes. And uh, we thank you so much uh, for uh, joining us. I don't know when the next time we're on is, but uh, we'll let you know. And uh, we'll all expect a a soccer update, a baby update, and maybe some what's (laughs) trending. He's Braxton Payne. He'll be in here, I'm sure, for me here soon when I go out of town. Thanks so much, yeah, Braxton. Thank
2: guys. Hancock you, and Kelly,
3: late night, back after this. Hey, it's late night with Hancock and Kelly on a Monday. Um, here we are. We'll be here on any Monday evening. The Cardinals aren't playing. You can catch us Every Friday morning at 8.30-something right here as we host Hancock and Kelly. We join the show for a little while. We come back for Dave Glover. We pretty much do Camo Wax all day Friday. Yeah, so Friday. Tune in on Fridays. And then on Sunday mornings at 8.30 on Fox 2, you can see our show, Hancock and Kelly, the television show, which is pretty much, well, it's like the first segment. It's a lot of politics. And it's uh, Andy Banker sits between us. And uh, John Hancock, uh, I was driving out to see you this evening to play snooker. Yes. And the uh, MoDOT has just cleaned up Highway 6440. Yeah, that's nice. We all call it 40, but I guess in real life it's 64. Yeah, it's, yeah. 64. it's 40. And, uh, but, you know, there was a bunch of trash. And, f- of course, you have, like, road trash that comes from, like, broken tires and, you know, accidents stuff and stuff falls like off the that. back of a pickup. But there was, like, trash bags upon trash bags People of— People throwing the- their McDonald's. That's what I don't get. I don't understand it. Who— Throws trash miserable out their people, window. Too.
1: Miserable, miserable uh,
3: exactly. people. Exactly, and it seems to me there ought to be like a rule that if somebody throws something out, you're allowed to rear in them, and then they have to pay for your car.
1: Well, we because bring who bring throws that... trash out their car? Rude and ignorant people. Yeah, uh, and it's not good. Is it, we need to bring that guy back. Who's that, Smokey uh, the De Bear? No, the uh, the Indian guy that cried all the time.
3: Oh yeah, well uh, no, but he didn't cry because of litter. Did yes, he? yes, yes. He was crying over the litter. Michael, pay attention. Oh, I did
1: not know that. There that it was, was his why little, he was, crying. He's got his little headgear on there, his little uh, feather. Chief thing. Cleaner Upper. It was yeah, and he, and, he, and, he, and he The people are throwing the trash out the car, and there he is, just crying.
3: Yeah, he I just don't get little it. Tear coming down this cheek over here. I just don't understand how somebody can go. I mean, how hard is it to take it to your house and toss it into a trash can? Well, and it's not like there's not trash cans everywhere Everywhere. you park. Right. I mean, everywhere. But I don't see this kind of trash in other cities when I go. Like, I don't see it on the highways. Is this a Missouri thing?
1: It's a rude, rude, lazy,
3: uh, despicable. I'll tell you where I see a lot of trash that resembles kind of what it feels like to drive the highways here in Missouri is in the third world country. There you, you know, go. when I've been in New Mexico, I've been down You're into the Caribbean in, uh, and some of those places. Haiti, you know, people just trash throw trash, trash everywhere. Yeah, But but people who throw trash out their car window, it seems to What about a citizen's arrest? Can we have like a, if you we can, can catch somebody throwing, throwing trash, trash out their car, you can over. take a picture yeah. of it and and send it in to the authorities and, and they get fined $1,000 or something.
1: Yep, and then we turn them over to Kim Gardner.
3: Well, that's not going
1: to work. That's yeah, not going to work. Um, but yeah, and it's it is a it is a thing. I think it's people. I, it's just rude, is what it is. It's ignorance. And it I is mean, ignorance. And it's just because you know the litter out there uh-huh. is not good for the environment. Well, it's not only not good for the environment. Because you know look the, good. the birds that come and they they eat the French fries. Yeah, I would. It just And I, they
3: choke I, on them. If you're a person who throws stuff out to your window, I can't even imagine what your house looks like. Well, that's an excellent point. Because what what are you doing? I mean, you know, and it just is aggravating. You know, Charlie Brennan, God bless him, uh, is doing these cleanups. And you should keep an eye on uh, KMOX here. He's on all the time promoting them and, yep. and doing these cleanups. But it, it really shouldn't even be necessary if you think about it. Here's an idea. Okay. So, we got all these homeless people out there. Hey, now.
1: They don't have a home. Right. Uh, Looking for something to do. Uh huh. We we got a city that's got full of money. Flush with cash. I mean, the federal government's just throwing cash at them. The Rams.
3: Well, they're not spending it on anything. Right. Not spending it on the police. Why don't we pay the homeless people to pick up the trash in the highways? That's a great idea. Thank you very much. Seriously, it's a great way. <laughs> even just to have them pick up the trash in downtown St. Louis. Yeah. Hey, for every trash bag you bring in, you get a fifty dollar bill. Hey, you know something like that or a thirty, to, you know twenty bucks or something. Yeah. I don't know that 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 may be the way to do it because you need to. You just don't want people going and you know bringing their trash in, so you'd have to have supervisors and stuff. But man, it's just despicable, man. If you go down the highways in What's Missouri, the matter with yeah, it just it needs to be fixed. It, it's not right, and um, you know. I mean, I guess the police have got other more important things to worry about. Well, buddy, they 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 can't do the uh, the license plates. Nobody's renewing their license plates. Nobody stops at stop signs. Uh, you Man, know. that guy on the highway coming here tonight. Oh boy, he must
1: have been doing one hundred and ten miles an hour. Who's we, weaving around you and stuff? Well, just down the line, I was I was in the middle lane because I don't. You don't. I, like I only to be go out on the, out left, in the left if I got to pass somebody. Yeah. And uh, but I mean, whoom, I mean, just right. It was like the, at the Gateway International Speedway out there.
3: Yeah. And in and, and St. Louis, is you, maybe it's unique. I don't know. I haven't experienced it in too many other places. But on highways where you get off, there's two or three spots on Highway 6440 where you get off on the left hand side. Yeah, right. Here, and you got to slow is, down. Which is strange, yeah. right? Because usually when you're exiting a highway, you get off on the right hand yep, side. Yep, 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 Uh And then, you know, that, that's the other place. People at the tops of intersections just... I was out at 270 in uh, Olive this evening, and people just take their trash and drop it right there at the over at the overpass. What? Yes, I. Thought, well, there was a bunch of trash just laying around the overpasses. I just. Oh, it's horrible. I, I think you ought to be able to. Maybe we ought so to get like a, a stun little, gun inside. I had, had a little. Uh, cars. I had
1: a little fast food today. What'd you have? Driving around, I did a Sonic. And uh, did you eat a burger? I did.
3: Did yeah. you get the pickles? I did. Onions? Yeah. yeah. Mustard. Oh uh, yeah. No ketchup, right?
1: No. Oh, uh, they put mayonnaise on those burgers. Ooh. That sonic. sounds bad. It's not bad. Really? So anyway, I got my little sonic bag there and mm-hmm. my little wrapping paper in there. Yeah. You know, and if I was a Hoosier, I'd toss it out the car window. A Hoosier, uh, but I'm not a Hoosier. Oh. No. And, and then I made my annual pilgrimage to the post office box to see if anybody's paid me. And how'd that go? Uh, it was empty. Yeah, and uh, but Put
3: trash in your post office box.
1: Well, no, they've got a little <laughs> trash can right there right. outside the post office. Uh huh. Aha! Uh-huh, I said, because I don't want my car smelling like you know. Yeah. And uh so there I was and I put put my old trash in an old trash can there at the post office. And I, my point is that almost any place you go There's there, trash cans. There's a trash can. No. You go I, to the mall, there's a trash can sitting out there. You go to a restaurant, they got a trash can over you. If you go
3: to the pink galleon that plays snooker, they uh-huh. got trash cans all over the place in there. I'm glad I met you tonight, and let me tell you why. That this you're the first person I know who's actually got a post office box at the post office. But well, where else would you have one? It comes to your house,
1: doesn't the mail come to your office or come to your house? Yeah, but I got uh, by you know my business address is it because I don't have a I don't have an office. Better.
3: Yeah, but I mean I, I don't know anybody who has post office. Box. I do. Yeah. Well, I, that's why I said I'm glad to have met you. Yeah. Because I always whenever I go into the post office, it's not often. Seven one seven one. If you want to send me a check, seven one seven one. That's it. Yeah, that's not bad. Well, I know it. But uh, you know I I go in there all the time to buy my stuff, and I think. I wonder who's got post office box here. Me. Now I can be like Hancock. He's got a post office box. Yes. 7171. Yes. Well, there you go. There it is. He's Sit, John Hancock. Send me, a, send me a check. I'm Michael Kelly. We've got one more segment. We're we'll taking you to 10 o'clock.
4: Working on a nightmare.
1: Now, back to late night with Hancock and Kelly. I
4: love it at night.
1: On King of OX.
3: Hey, it's Hancock and Kelly Late Night for the last time for a while because Cardinal Baseball is coming at you. And the best part about Cardinal Baseball is you can hear it here on KMOX, but it would not happen if it wasn't for this young man that we sit with every week. Matt right Hey, We call him PJ. Yes. and he, So
4: what is it that you do over there, Pease? Well, right now I'm running the board and yeah. I'll be doing a similar thing for the Cardinals games, but on top of that, I am... Constantly recording the game, and I'm making the highlights of of every scoring play, every big Cardinals play. He's cutting the highlights, yeah. So that this guy. we use those for the post game show when we yes. recap the game. Also, there's the pre game show hosted by Matt Pauley and yeah. other uh, KMOX Sports staff. So I pull interviews for the for the pre game show. I, I make a little replay segment of of last night's game. Dang. And the post game show, I'm, I'm playing the highlights. Yeah. For Matt Pauley, um, doing a lot. I mean. The, the, every game is broadcast over the Cardinals radio network, so there's that's a,
1: like 200 and how
4: many stations? It's, it's 147. That's it's a lot of. It's stations. either the largest or one of the largest. Are, the,
3: are, are you jamming the commercials in there, or is that a yeah. computer? That you, yeah. So you're putting the commercials in that goes out over those 100 yep. something stations. And
4: every commercial that airs, every live read that gets read, I've I've got them marked down on paper so that these companies. So when know the announcers
1: to- are in the booth there, they're talking about. You yeah, know, uh, smooth drinking Bush beer and easy drinking Bush. Live. You got to write oh, that down. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. So, uh, yeah, every, uh, every live read, every commercial's got to get, get recorded in some fashion. Do you have to tell Rooney,
3: like, hey, hey, we're back in 10 seconds? We're back no, in 20 they,
4: seconds. Uh, they've been doing it for so long, they know it's, it's a two minute commercial break. And when they hear that KMOX rejoiner, they know they're back on. So, it's always two minutes, and they're professionals. They don't need me whispering in their ear. And when they say,
1: we pause now for station identification, what's
4: that all about? So the FCC requires by law that you, uh, you know, read off your station call letters and I believe the frequency uh, at the top of every hour. Uh, they do it at the top and bottom of, of every hour, actually. So huh. when they pause, it's just a quick 10-second uh, spot for us to uh, name our call letters, and it's just it's, which is going to be more
1: difficult now with the pitch clock because when oh, they're doing yeah. it in the middle of the inning, ten seconds. You know, used
4: to be able to do that and come back and talk a little bit, and here's the pitch now. Ten yeah. seconds. Here's the pitch. They used to they used to do it like during a foul ball or something, you know. But they they can't do that anymore because the next pitch is happening so quickly. They have to wait till like you know the next batter comes up.
3: Is this your first
4: full season doing this? Well, last year was my first full season. Were you nervous? Uh not really, because I, I had worked part time the year before that. The man's good at what games. he does, Kelly. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. can tell by sitting here, he knows what he's doing. Totally. But yeah. I got to say, last year was like was the best year to be working the entire season with with Yadi and and Pujols last year. And you know the, the playoff push, and there's so many great stories there. Yadi and Wayno getting the 325 stars. There's so many like historical moments there that were. happened that year, and I was really grateful to be a part of. Well, you just home.
1: wait till you're doing postseason baseball here. On the, uh, I mean, like deep into the postseason, like yeah. World Series
4: baseball, that will be something. I would like to be this. This <laughs> club has got a shot, don't you think? I think so. We were talking about the lineup earlier. It seems like every uh, there's not, there's not a down spot in that lineup. Every uh, every spot's a slugger. If you've got Tyler O'Neill potentially batting 6th or 7th, you know, yeah. that means that means you're loaded. He's the guy who looks like He-Man, right? Third, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he, he lifts a lot of weights. He kind of reminds me of myself. Oh, yeah, but, uh,
4: clearly. Yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, he, Matt, he's
3: very... Uh,
4: Matt, how did you get into radio production? So I was a uh, high schooler at Rockwood Summit in uh, Fenton, Missouri. and Shout they, out to Rockwood Summit. They had a radio class, and at first we were just an online-only internet radio station, but... I think when I was a sophomore and junior there, we got our FM license. Whoa! So it's, it's pretty rare that a high school radio station gets an FM license, and we were, able, we were able to get that. We were like one of two high school radio stations in Missouri that could broadcast over the FM airwaves. So that really sparked my interest in radio, and throughout college at Webster University, I was part of the student radio station there, and right out of college I saw there was an opening at KMOX and thought, what better place to combine radio and sports you know, together? and Boom! And start off right at the top, right at Came away.
3: and there it was. Yeah, well,
4: I mean, you are working
3: at the greatest radio station oh, in the country for
4: the best baseball team in yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah,
3: and then how about the the time you get to spend with Hancock and Kelly? Yeah, the, the
4: best two guys, <laughs> the best two talk late night talk show hosts <laughs> in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah uh, uh, it. I, I think he tells uh, what's that guy's name, all the of lawyer, them, the uh, lawyer yeah. Brad Young, the same stuff, oh, yeah, don't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, 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 uh?
1: yeah. But I'll tell you what, you're a very talented young man, yes, you, PJ, you are, and Thank uh, you. I know we always smile when we walk in on a Monday night and you're sitting here. Not that everybody else isn't wonderful. They are. But, I mean, you're just very good. And we, uh, when we started here, the great Chris Myhill was our producer. And uh, you, you rival him in terms of your just sense of timing and
4: perfectionism. I mean, you're just very, very good and very, very conscientious. Well, thank you very much. And before I got offered full time here, I had a long phone call with Chris Myhill and I was I was asking him every single question I could think of. He was kind of like my over the phone mentor, getting into oh, this. Yeah. Into this. So I've, I got him well, to thank. He's for like a lot
1: that of this. Uh, guy from Star Wars, you know what's yeah. his name? Spock. Uh, no, Yoda. 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 Yeah. Spock. What oh. are you talking about? Spock was on. Uh,
3: Star Trek. I don't know, dude. We're talking baseball, and you're bringing up Star well, Wars. We're talking about Yoda and my, Chris Myhill. I, I feel like I need to go get stoned after spending <laughs> well, the, the, I'm sure this conversation with you. <laughs> I'm sure you do, Matt. Um, best of luck to you. I uh, hope thank you. we have a great season. Bring it home, man. You're a good dude. You do great work, and we uh, like you, you folks. Guys you're too. gonna love it listening to Cardinal Baseball, just know that Matt Pajeski's behind there the There he
1: is, sitting here making sure all the commercials get written down. <laughs> Let's go, buddy. All right, hey, we'll see you down the road. Coming up next, the best of the DGS, followed by our American stories. That's next on KMOX.